Trent Reznor, you are the perfect drug, the perfect drug. <laughs> that was my favorite song in 1999 before I was court ordered to minister the teen challenge. <laughs> God was talking to me my whole life and I didn't even know it until I got born of the Holy Spirit. And then grew up raised by the Holy Spirit because I didn't say stay a little, small little sprite. I didn't stay a small little sprite, a little born of the Spirit being, a little Second Corinthians 5.17 new creature. Uh-uh. Can you imagine just staying a small little creature after you're born again? I can't because that wasn't my life or experience. I look at people that stayed like a little spirit, like a pin needle, their face is like a mustard seed in there. Like, man, you should have grown that faith. What have you been doing the last 50 years? Dying. Mostly dying in dry, arid places. You don't even have to tell me. I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> but there is forgiveness for your spiritual Egyptian sorcery sins from being under the slave Christian masters of the second heaven-minded warlocks that you call pastors. And that is no exaggeration, because certainly these Christian pastors are mostly a brood of warlocks and vipers. Second heaven-minded sorcerers. <laughs> That's why they confuse you to control you. They're not interested in losing you to God the Father, bringing unity of the brethren and the army of the Lord. They want divisions. They want factions. They love the arguments. They love the debates. You know, They're not the true shepherds of Israel. They're not the true shepherds of the sheep of God. If they were, they'd bring unity of the brethren. These people are dividers because they're diviners, like Balaam, a prophet for profit. They were more interested in making money. Most ministries and ministers and pastors and churches and organizations, even the nonprofits, because I deal with thousands of them, are more interested in making money than actually healing your souls. Jesus Christ called them hirelings. <laughs> and the people are like, there's so many hirelings. Is there like anybody that actually cares about our souls that isn't just here to oppress us and exploit us and enslave us and make money off of us and rob widows' houses? Is there some good shepherds? Yeah, they're called the sons of God. They're called anyone that has the third heaven mind, the mind of Christ, the mind of the river of life bursting through their forehead as it's written in the book of Revelation Jesus Christ sealed on their forehead <laughs> do you know what it means to be sealed on your forehead it means to 
have the mind of Christ. Where's Christ? The Bible says he's at the right hand of the Father, glorified, transfigured in celestial flesh. Do not cling to me, Mary Magdalene. I love you perfectly. Please don't misunderstand me because I'm so angelic, you know. Because I'm so much better than you, Mary. <laughs> and he is so much better than you, Mary. Because that's God, your Savior. Don't cling to him because he hasn't ascended to the Father. Now that he's ascended to the Father, cling to him, <laughs> Mary. Because he's better than you. <laughs> The second Adam is better than you, Mary. The second Adam is better than you, Brandon, Penny. The second Adam is Lord. If we have any ego left in us, let it be offered today as a burnt sacrifice to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If there is any self-centeredness about us, let it be incinerated by the seven blazing torches of the line of the tribe of Judah. We just offer our bodies as a living sacrifice so that Jesus Christ can have his way through our bodies, which should be our new covenant experience, the experience of being the temple of the river of life, the Ezekiel 47 river. Have you read Ezekiel 47? That's your assignment tonight, Christian. <laughs> Son of God, daughter of Zion. Ezekiel 47, read it. And understand, you are the temple. John 7:38 rivers of living waters proceed from your heart when you believe. <laughs> the issue is people don't believe. They harden their hearts because of natural experiences. Because you don't have enough supernatural experiences because you don't have faith. So we need to flood everyone with grace worldwide. No law. Just grace. And grace is what empowers you to believe. By grace through faith you are saved. It is written, not by works, so that no man can boast. It is written. So you flood them with the grace and also the truth, which are the wine and the bread of the Lord Jesus Christ, the priesthood of Melchizedek, the table of the Lord. Drowned all flesh. Don't drown them with rules and regulations, the curse of the law, here a little, there a little. That's wearisome. That stresses people out. That gets, that gets people in a panic. That gets them in anxiety. They start sweating. And sweating is sinning because this thing's effortless. He did it. You believe it and you experience what He did. He's the sacrifice. You're not. If you make yourself the sacrifice, you are a sorcerer and a witch. You're practicing divination. He is the sacrifice. When you eat His sacrifice, you are practicing what's called Christianity. Feasting on the Lord's sacrifice is what the first century church called Christianity. Making yourself the sacrifice is Galatians 3.1 bewitchment. The Apostle Paul calls making yourself the sacrifice, he calls it witchcraft. Is divination everywhere in Christianity? Yeah, majorly, dude. Everywhere. In fact, it's very rare to meet a pastor that's not a witch because they'll want you to beat yourself up here's a list of to do's here's what you can do to earn God's approval here's all the things you need to do to get more spiritual <laughs> what 
a bunch of witchcraft. And that's exactly what it is. It confuses the people, it oppresses the people, it ends up killing the people, it steals all of their money because they're always charging money for the confusion. <laughs> the diviners are making money. They're diviners. Witches, warlocks, and they call themselves Christians. And they have all the New Testament memorized. You know the Pharisees. Pharisees were the charismatic Jews. They believed in the resurrection, the angels. They loved speaking in tongues. You know, signs and wonders and miracles. And let's go out and give words of knowledge. And let's heal the sick. Let's raise the dead. That was the attitude of the Jewish Pharisees. They were literally the charismatic church of Jesus Christ's day. No exaggeration, exactly the truth. Charisma Charismania and the charismatic church today is 100% Phariseeism. No exaggeration whatsoever about it. The Sadducees were the ones that said, no gifts, speaking in tongues is demonic. No signs, miracles, and wonders. So you have half the Christians are Sadducees, and the other half of the Christians are Pharisees. Is that a lie? No, because everything outside the river of life is death, is bewitchment. The river of life is the partaking of His sacrifice. The river of life is the wine of the new covenant. What is the life? The blood of the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. As it's written, the life is in the blood. It's a river of wine blood. It's the river of life. The Holy Spirit manifesting Jesus Christ's eternal sacrifice. That's what the river of life is. So you're feasting on His sacrifice. And in the river is every word from God. So it's continual revelation. That's how I can have the most profound revelations every day. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, doing a broadcast every day spontaneously because I'm feasting all day long because I'm simply a man demonstrating real Christianity in Jesus Christ's blood sacrifice called the river of life. That's the only thing the Holy Spirit's ever been doing in the entire New Covenant for 2,000 years. We've strayed from the river, right? And we got into Phariseeism and Sadduceeism and Herodism. The very things Jesus Christ warned you about not to do. Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? But in me, you bear much fruit and much fruit that lasts. So that when you weather all the storms of spiritual warfare, because you get persecuted when you're in the river. When you're in the river of life, everyone not in the river of life hates on you. Because you think you're better than me. No, I don't think I'm better than you. I think the river of life is better than you. And it is, because the river of life is the Holy Spirit, maker of heaven and earth. And so they have every accusation, every nasty human thing, unimaginable, comes at you every day, and you know they're all liars. Like King David said, I said in my astonishment, all men are liars. I think that's the truth anyhow. <laughs> the human nature is the beast nature, the 666 nature. The human brain is the false prophet. The human heir is the dragon. <laughs> it's true. It's that simple. Overcoming your humanity is overcoming the world. It's not confusing stuff. And you overcome your human nature by drinking the river of life. 
and you're only struggling with what's in your own mind. We want to blame the devil. We want to blame the demons. They only amplify your deception. When they see there's a place of weakness in you, where it's like, man, this one's real dumb. They'll believe all this crap. The demons will come and make it a thousand times worse. But if you knock off your lies and stop believing lies, Satan literally can't even touch you, can't touch your family, can't touch your finances, can't touch your health. He can't touch the river of life, the river of his blood. Do you think a demon can go through the blood of Jesus? Have you ever seen demons around a person who walks in the manifest river of life? It's a freaking horror show around my life every day. Because these people, the demons, are just incinerated in all directions. People come around me. I mean, Penny sees it every day. She's been with me nine years. It's a holocaust upon the enemies of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, we've experienced that from Satan in the past. But now, we're the lion of the tribe of Judah. We put everyone in our lion's den. We're the lions of the tribe of Judah. Because we're filled with the river of life. And our cups overflow. As it's written, the least of them will be like King David of Joel's army. And the greatest, like God the Father himself. That's a verse, a prophecy about this army of the living God. This generation that overcomes death and hell that destroys and sacks Babylon the Great by bringing the third heaven down through the stars. As it's written, the heavens declare the glory of God. Well, there's no glory in stars. There's only glory in the creator of the stars called the bright morning star, maker of angel armies, maker of heaven and earth. So when you bring the third heaven down through the second heaven, you have what's prophesied as it was in the days of Noah. The floods of glory are upon you. I tell you the truth. I'm so excited about it. But everyone out there is like, everything I believed in is a lie. En masse, they'll come out of the matrix because we flood the whole world with the third heaven glory. And all it ever required was us getting our minds renewed and letting the river of life come out of us. And we lose control to Jesus Christ so that we're sealed Jesus Christ on our forehead. Which means I'm not controlled by my human nature anymore. I have no self-independence. I have no will. (laughs) Not my will, yours be done. I mean, that's elementary stuff, but... Like, most pastors don't obey that. They think their will is the will of God because they're obeying the Scriptures. The Scriptures, apart from the Holy Spirit, is sorcery. Obeying the Bible, apart from the Holy Spirit who wrote the Bible, is witchcraft. Truth anyhow. And most men and women have abused this word to control others to this very day. And you know what the answer is? The river of life. (laughs) It will remove spiritual Egypt. It will completely remove spiritual Sodom so that my brothers and sisters that I love so much can be delivered from drug abuse and alcohol addiction worldwide. The third heaven pharmacy is so perfect. I live intoxicated. 
I'm driving up to the stoplight today and the Mercedes next to me, the guy's doing bumps of cocaine and he looks up at me and he's laughing and I'm looking at him and I'm laughing. I said, my drugs are better than your drugs. And he believed me. He believed me. That's what I said. He just looked at me. I could say, he believes. He thinks that I approve of his behavior. I don't approve of his behavior. I don't approve of any sin. But Jesus Christ is a friend of sinners. At least these people have a grid for pleasure. You know, it's better than the Pharisees that just constantly denied themselves pleasure because to be religious is to deny yourself pleasure. To be holy is to deny yourself pleasure. Jesus never denied himself pleasure once. They called him a drunkard and a glutton, but he never sinned. He was always just walking with the Father in the coolness of the day. Amen? <laughs> Are people getting this? Just a couple people on the whole planet are even interested in this stuff right now. It's insanity. And you look at them out there, they're going mad in their human nature. But guess what? As we continue to demonstrate the divine nature and being high in the Most High is true feasting of the table of the Lord, of His flesh and blood, because in heaven everyone's blissed out of their mind in eternal ecstasy. On earth as it is in heaven is the standard of normal anointianity, normal glorianity. And we live it every single day. Every day. We never come down. We only get higher. We go from glory to glory. That is the new covenant blood promise. And by going from glory to glory, well, it's only a matter of time before the whole earth is intoxicated. We go into restaurants for years and the whole place outbreaks in laughter just by sitting there and manifesting the river of life everywhere we go, every day, year after year after year. And still, our viewers hardly believe anything we say because the enemy comes in and tells them all this lies, you know. And these people are quick to believe Satan, but slow to believe Jesus Christ. They despise the manna in the wilderness. <laughs> but if the wilderness gets bad enough, you'd think maybe they'll believe and start eating the bread of heaven. For healing is the children's bread. The bread is the living word of God. We know a lot about the dead letter because we've been beat up by religious slave-driving Christian masters that called themselves pastors evangelists and apostles and prophets and sons of God, but they were second heaven sorcerers. All of them. <laughs> Truth anyhow. When we come into third heaven shepherding of the great shepherd who soon shall appear, this will blow everyone's minds because they think they know something in their brains, but they haven't experienced it. So they literally know less than anything because they're filled with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. We are the tree of life in the garden. And they don't believe us. They don't even know there is a tree of life because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil has bewitched them so severely in their minds. I know because I deal with them, thousands of them every week. People have no grid whatsoever for the bright morning star, being third heaven minded, for living in the tree of life with no curses, no death, no hell. Now, most people experience curses because they don't have faith for anything the prophets say to them. The true prophets of God, the true great white eagle who speaks the Father's word. They're not prophets for a prophet like the false prophets that make money off their prophecies. They tell the, these prophets that are the real prophets tell the truth and are horrifically persecuted. 
hated and despised like Jeremiah, thrown into the well and tried to be forced into obscurity because their words are the true words of God and it penetrates the human nature and convicts the human consciousness. And they do not want to hear the divine word of God, the living word of God. The sword of the Spirit would circumcise their human minds. And they'd actually have to obey these prophets that they call false prophets, that are the true prophets of God, that are the most persecuted Christians in the entire world today. It's true. Not even apostles so much, but true prophets, because the apostles don't have the bread. (laughs) Oh, they have a little bit. (sighs) Truth, anyhow. Apostles and prophets, the government of God, and sons of God, and judges of God, and kings and queens of God. The kingdom is a huge place. I'm just trying to open it up for people in the river of life to just start experiencing it. Not as a theology, not as a doctrine, not as anything for your brain, but a substance of divine energy for your spirit that raises your spirit above your brain so you can experience the mind of Christ for the first time, many of you, in your entire Christian lives, which is the morning star. Second Peter, until the morning star rises in your hearts, or the Apostle Paul saying to his Corinthian church, you have the mind of Christ while they're still incestuous. <laughs> Having sex with temple prostitutes, you have the mind of Christ. What, Paul? You know, you do that in these American churches, they condemn you as a sinner and kick you out of the church. But Paul said to his Corinthian church that was in total whoredom. I mean, these people were in open sexual morality. It is really, really messed up. Alcohol abuse everywhere. They're getting drunk and Paul's rebuking them in the book of Corinthians. One gets drunk, the other feasts, and then another person starves. What in Jesus Christ's name is wrong with you people? They're full of sin. But yet they still have the mind of Christ? He told them they still, because it's inside your spirit. And your spirit has to grow by eating the bread and the wine of Jesus Christ, the second Adam, the life-giving angel, the life-giving spirit that feeds your spirit into full spiritual stature so you're not a little sprite inside of a meat sack cave body down here, you know, walking around like a caveman. That's what it's like to be an immature Christian, having your spirit submitted to your flesh, but a mature Christian, their flesh is submitted to their spirit, and they're free. And until your spirit is bigger than your brain, you're subject to the flesh, and you're carnal, unspiritual, and a baby in Christ, it is written. So the entire function of the prophetic word is to make the morning star rise in your spirit so that the spirit is bigger than your carnal brain called your flesh where he was crucified, Skull Hill, Golgotha, the place of the skull. So your spirit is above your skull, that's the mind of Christ. So that you've overcome the flesh, overcome the world, overcome the natural world by being heavenly minded, third heaven minded. That's how I win day after day after day after year after year after year, enduring all hostility from carnal Christians. So easily, because it's like, if you're with the Father and the Son, and you're, you're surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses like I am every day, this thing is easy. 
Even if no one in the entire world agreed with me, and many people do, by the way, there's thousands that know I'm telling you the truth today. <laughs> we have a lot of powerful friends. A lot of people starting to wake up, a lot of people starting to get it. I know this is going to become mainstream because this is normal Kingdom of Heaven Christianity. This is what is written in the entire New Testament, Matthew to Revelation, wake up. It's just we've tried to do it apart from the Holy Spirit River and it's total futility, it's total strange fire, it's total dead works, it's humanism. <laughs> it's just like, how are you any different than any other religion? You might as well be a Buddhist, you know? Because at least then you have the morality of being a good person or something like that, you know? <laughs> no, this isn't humanism. This is Christianity, Christ, crucified, living inside of our hearts, manifesting His divine nature through our hearts and minds. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We're the city on a hill, heavenly Jerusalem. And we are letting our light so shine before all mankind that they would see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen? Exciting stuff. A lot of people waking up. A lot of people becoming third heaven-minded. Sealed on their foreheads with Jesus Christ. Constant releasers of the river of life. The Ezekiel 47 temple of the river is every single one of your bodies. <laughs> it's not a church building. It's not an organization. It's not a ministry. It's your bodies. God has never dwelt in buildings made by human hands. Acts 7.48 He has written His laws upon our hearts and our minds. He has circumcised our hearts with His Word. He has circumcised our minds with the living Word of God. We are His holy people, and now we inherit the kingdom. Daniel chapter 7 is being fulfilled right now with this holy place group of Christians. It's true. <laughs> this generation of holy place Christians, spiritual Christians, wise virgins whose lamps are full of the oil of gladness, the oil of joy, the anointing of the seven spirits of God the golden oil of the menorah of our bodies, the temples of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we are inheriting the kingdom. It's true. The mountain of the Lord has risen as chief of the seven mountains in the last day. Isaiah was right. And John saw our day. He saw it. <laughs> Jesus Christ is our vision. And he said on the third day, I'll raise them up. A day is as a thousand years. We are the third day bride. <laughs> and He's not coming back for a human bride. He's not coming back for a defeated bride or a sick or diseased or spotted or wrinkled bride. He's coming back for a warring angel, a Shulamite warlord. Song of Solomon says, We are a warring bride, equally yoked to the captain of angel armies with spiritual divine abilities. Because we know who we are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is our reality. We've been born of the Spirit and we're not sprites anymore. We're in full spiritual stature. Now we are the sons of God. Now we are the Shulamite warlord. 
now we rule and reign in righteousness a thousand years. I tell you the truth. Redlettermen.com, if you want to support us, please donate. We could use your support. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.